Hi everyone, welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Linda Lieberman, and I am the host and creator of this podcast. I also go by Lindy, and that's a name that was used by my sisters when we were growing up. Um, I like the name Lindy now. I didn't like it when I was a kid because I wanted to act older. Now, here I am older, and I'm trying to act a little bit younger. Hmm, funny how that goes. Anyway, it's great to have you here with me today. Uh, Life gets busy, and sometimes in that race for happiness, we forget about the smaller things in life that truly matter. Uh, My podcast is intended to focus on positive, thought-provoking stories. If you're looking for gossip, drama, and smut, you're not going to find it here. But if you're hoping to catch a bit of lighthearted stories to feed your inner soul, well, you're in the right place. Where to begin today? Well, it was 8.29 a.m. at the time I started preparing this podcast, and that's late for me. I'm usually awake at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. These past few days, I've been really extremely exhausted. Woke up yesterday with sore ankles, tight fingers, and just a general feeling of complete fatigue. Took me a couple hours to get my body moving yesterday, and today's no different. I think my body's telling me it's time to slow down. It's hard to do when your brain says one thing and your body says another, but hey, I'm lucky to be here. I'm 57 and I'm truly thankful to be here on this side of the grass, even if I am a little bit slow today. Ah, so last weekend I attended a walk here in the Comox Valley and it was in respect of the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. I wore my orange t-shirt and I joined hundreds of other people wearing the same shirt. Everyone uh, had the same message on it, said every child matters. Uh, This day is set aside to commemorate the awfully painful history and ongoing impacts of the residential school system. The orange shirt's reminder of the stripping away of culture, freedom, and self-esteem experienced by Indigenous children over many generations. I have a friend who lives in another country. She didn't even know what happened in our history right here in Canada. And you know, the truth is, when I was growing up, we didn't know much about it either. Yeah, we really didn't. So, you know, when I attended the walk this past weekend, I heard stories of elders from our Indigenous community. They were heartfelt stories, and they shared very, very private thoughts and stories. It takes a lot of courage to do that, especially when you are the survivor of trauma and abuse. I had already shed tears before I attended the walk, and I fought to hold them back as I heard the stories. See, I grew up in the Yukon in a neighborhood with kids from all backgrounds, and we didn't see each other as being anything different than other than the kids up the street, and color didn't matter to us. Mom always insisted everyone had a right to be included in play, and there was no room for any type of discrimination in her world or in ours because we were brought up that way. I can remember a time when some neighborhood boys were bullying the neighborhood girls, and our friends up the street came to our rescue. They were battling the bullies who were tearing down our forts on the hill behind our house. Remember those boys showed up at our house one day, and they were dumping mud balls on our kitchen window while our mom was at work. Yeah, hucking these big things, and they were splatting all over the window. They were hassling us, and these boys were really making our life difficult. Word got out what they were doing to our house, and in no time at all, one of the girls from up the street, she was in our yard, and she grabbed the garden hose, she put it on full spray, and she nailed that boy in the front of his pants. I can still remember him yelling so hard, running out of the yard. She was one of the older girls, and she really had a good set of muscles, and the boys had been so nasty to us turned, and they ran out of the yard, and that was the end of that. Yeah, he didn't come back. The girls up the street had our backs, and, you know, likewise, we had theirs. And it was just a couple of years ago that I learned their mom was a residential school survivor. I didn't know about that. I was shocked when I first read about it as we grew up in the same neighborhood and we honestly had no idea. Zero knowledge. They didn't teach us about that stuff when we were growing up. We learned about our ABCs and our 123s. 
We learned about atrocities from other countries, but we did not learn about the dark side of our own history. I feel like I'm learning so much more about it. You know, even at my age, I watched a documentary on TV the day after the walk, and I learned about the life of Elijah Smith. If you're from the Yukon, you're going to recognize that name. The government building on Main Street in Whitehorse is named after him, and there's also an elementary school bearing his name. Yeah, my mom used to volunteer at that school. I believe Elijah Smith was best known for his groundbreaking work in leading land claim and self-government agreements for First Nations people in the Yukon. But, you know, I really knew nothing about Elijah Smith, other than his name was on the buildings back in my hometown. I didn't know that he'd served our country in the Second World War. And, you know, when he stepped forward to enlist and help all people, he lost his legal identity as a First Nations person. Like, that's just terrible. And from what I've read, he really saw people from all races from a different perspective. And that happened after he'd been fighting alongside non-Indigenous soldiers. Sadly, he was treated as an equal during the war, and that was removed when he came home. Yeah, it's crappy. I mean, he wasn't even entitled to the same benefits as non-Indigenous veterans. And the government in that day didn't consider him to be a full Canadian citizen. What a bunch of crap that was. I mean, imagine that this amazing man went on to become the chief of his First Nation, and in spite of what the government had dished out, he did his best to be a good citizen and make the world a better place. What an amazing man. I mean, it's definitely worth reading up on the history of Elijah Smith. So here we are now, and we're in a time when people are coming forward to share their stories. I listened to the stories and the words of the survivors this past weekend, and I will not repeat those words because it's not my story to tell. Trauma is a difficult burden to bear, and many of our Indigenous friends, family, and neighbours have struggled due to the intergenerational impact of the trauma our residential school systems have caused. It's just awful. And I know people who lived in abusive homes that weren't related to school, and it's a lifetime of processing and healing. Some wounds never leave the heart. So I, I can't even begin to imagine, uh, you know, the impact that this has had on the lives of people that attended the schools and the families that were left behind. It's pretty tough. I noticed a lot of businesses had their doors closed this past Monday. It was a holiday for some government employees, but not for everyone in the public sector. And I actually had a chat with a good friend about it earlier this week, and we discussed that it's actually a day of recognition, you know, versus a holiday. It's not really a holiday. It's a time for reflection. Here we are again, and my friend and I are super good friends. We like each other for who we are, and our cultural background has no impact at all on our friendship. You know, we're simply two women who are friends, and color doesn't change that. We're heading into Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, and I remember how much I loved Thanksgiving festivities as a kid. In school, we would get orange and brown construction paper, and we would make cutout turkeys. We'd have pictures of pilgrims and the Horn of Plenty to color, and our walls would be adorned with fall decorations and Thanksgiving projects. I would bring the art home, and Mom usually taped it to a wall in the kitchen. Our family always had a turkey, and yeah, I don't know how my mom did it, because even as a single mom, she always managed to have a turkey. And oh yeah, she made the best sage dressing. We would polish the candlesticks, and Mom would bring out a bottle of Andre's crackling rosé wine at dinner. Yeah, good old Andre's wine. And the propane stove in our kitchen would be running all day. Sometimes we had snow by Thanksgiving, but not always. No matter what, though, we'd play outside with our friends from up the road, and at dinner time, everybody went home to their own celebrations. When I was raising my kids, I followed the same traditions, and I introduced a few of my own. I always wanted to reflect on what we were thankful for and not just focus on the turkey and the pumpkin pie. 
Thanksgiving Day is an annual national holiday in the United States and in Canada. Each country has its own history. And I've read so much online, and from what I gather, it goes back to 1621 when Plymouth colonists from England, you know, the Native American Wampanoag people, shared the autumn harvest together. I believe it wasn't until, oh, maybe 1863, I think it was, when President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed National Thanksgiving Day to be held in November. Like our country, there's celebration, and then there's controversy. Going back in history brings up the story of the Mayflower, a small ship that left England in the early 1600s, bringing passengers seeking prosperity and land ownership. The crossing was treacherous, and many colonists remained on the ship where they suffered exposure, contagious disease outbreaks, and scurvy. It was thanks to the teachings of the indigenous people that the settlers learned how to harvest and use the land's resources. There's so much more to this, and I encourage you to take the time to read up on it. Learn about the history. Learn about what happened. In Canada, we celebrate Thanksgiving on the second Monday of October. It's a statutory holiday, yet many private businesses will remain open with shopping and services in place. On this weekend, people will travel from all over to spend time with family, share a turkey, you know, have a big turkey meal, carry on traditions that have been in the family through the generations. Well, I've also read upon, about this online, and I've gathered a few different stories and perspectives about the history of Thanksgiving. One story says that back in 1578, an English explorer, Martin Frobisher, gave thanks on or near Frobisher Bay. The explorers gave thanks for their safe arrival, and this was years before the American first Thanksgiving. I also read that the inhabitants of the New France under Samuel de Champlain held huge feasts between the local Mi'kmaq and the French. It's said that the Mi'kmaq likely introduced the French to cranberries, also known as Petit Pommes Rouge, or Little Red Apples. It suggested that the cranberries, rich in vitamin C, are credited with helping the settlers to avoid scurvy. Hmm. So, really, if you look back on the history of Thanksgiving, there's so much to it. There's more to it than just getting a turkey, eating too much stuffing, and coloring pictures of a horn of plenty and pilgrims. Like any celebration or a day of recognition, it's important to reflect on the history and use our learning to move forward in a positive way. As I mentioned earlier on the podcast, you know, I'm quite tired today. I even found myself on my early morning bike ride thinking I might have to take a quiet day, read a book, or maybe even nap today. As I rode on my bike, I found myself looking at the countryside all around me. The sheep, the chickens, the leaves turning yellow, the scent of all the air, you know. know, When you've experienced trauma or loss, often all it takes is a time of year or a change of season to trigger memories. Grief has no time limit. I'm grateful for so many things. Sometimes I need to remind myself of how truly lucky I am. I have my health, I've got my family, my home my friends, oh yeah, my dog, have to acknowledge little Ozzy, my 12-year-old poodle. I'm very grateful for both of my children, who have loved me unconditionally since the day they arrived in this world. My heart is warm with gratefulness every time I get a picture or video of my grandchildren. Yeah, I got two grandkids, and then they bring me so much joy. I give thanks to all the people in my life who've stood by me through good times and hard times. I'm grateful for the simple fact that I was born in a place and time when I could be me. That right was not available to all Canadians, and that is why it's important to set aside time and learn why we have the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. By learning about our past and our history, 
we can be more understanding, compassionate, and work together as friends and family in our communities. Attitude of gratitude goes a long way, and we really do have so much to be grateful for today. We can't change what happened yesterday, but we can listen to our elders as they share their stories and remember that wisdom comes in so many different forms. I didn't celebrate International Podcast Day last week because it landed on the same day as the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. It leads me to one more note of gratitude about this. You know, I, I am grateful to my listeners. I'm grateful for the opportunity to grab a microphone and share my thoughts, and I don't take any of this for granted. I don't. I'm super tired today, so, you know, I'm not going to go on very long on the podcast, and I think I'm going to go cozy up and find myself a nice little blanket. Been running on full speed for a while now, and now it's time to slow down. But just, yeah, I had all these thoughts that were going through my head after past weekend, and just because we had that day to wear our orange shirts and set some time aside doesn't mean that it needs to stop there. We have a lot of history that it's important to learn about it and to understand it uh, because we have to remember that not everybody celebrates things the same way as us and it really does help when we understand why and we can take that time. All right, that's it. So I do have to run. I'm exhausted after just recording for 14 minutes here, but I, I hope everybody does have a great weekend. If you do celebrate Thanksgiving, then happy Thanksgiving to everybody here in Canada. And remember, as I head out, I always say that smiles come in all languages and in all colors. Oh yeah, and P.S., a quick reminder, if you enjoyed this episode, please click like and share it on your social media page. Uh, be sure to click subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss any future episodes. And positive reviews are always welcome on my website at www.lindysaudiocafe.com. Don't forget to join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates too. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Take care. Have a great weekend.